0: It is very difficult to look as if you minded the death of a grandfather who, though you may have spent your holidays in his house, certainly seldom remembered that you did. It was like that with the Forbes family. Their mother had died when Holly, the youngest, was quite little. Before the war they had lived in Guernsey with their father. As soon as war was declared, their father, who had retired from the Navy to have time to bring his family up properly, rejoined the Navy and the children were sent to England and given to their grandfather to look after. Grandfather was a clergyman, vicar of a village called Martins, but Martins, though he did his duty by it, was far less important to him than a reference book he was writing on animals mentioned in the Bible. He was so absorbed in this reference book that when Sorrel, Mark and Holly first arrived at the vicarage, all he said was, There were four beasts. At the time, Sorrel and her brother and sister, not knowing about the reference book, thought this both rude and inaccurate, but after a very little while, they understood that he honestly did not realise they were there. Holidays came and went, and Sorrel and Mark and Holly scarcely ever saw their grandfather except in church. Sometimes they saw him on his bicycle going to visit somebody in the village, but mostly he was shut in his study. He even ate his meals there. Then, two years later, he spoke to them again. He told them about their father. This time he was not so much vague as buttoned-up looking. It was as if he had fastened an extra skin around him as a covering against feeling miserable. The telegram says, missing. Nothing about presumed drowned? Sorrel asked. Nothing. Then he could easily be a prisoner in the hands of the Japanese, she persisted. Grandfather looked at her. Quite possibly, he said, and shut his study door. Sorrel was just a little over twelve at that time. Mark was nine and a half, and Holly eight and a quarter. The telegram talk had taken place in the hall. Mark swung on the banister. I bet he's a prisoner. If he's a prisoner, or... Sorrel broke off. She did not believe her father was drowned, so she was not going to say the word. Whom do we belong to? Grandfather. Holly smelled something good cooking. Let's ask Hannah. Hannah was what made holidays with Grandfather bearable. She had been looking after him for years and years, and she treated him with a mixture of affection and rudeness, but never with respect. I give respect where respect is called for, she would say to Grandfather. And it's not called for when you wear your suit so long you can see your face in it, and it's green rather than black. And it's not called for when, instead of taking an interest in decent Christian things, you get creating about eagles, lions and the like, which aren't what a person expects to hear about in a vicarage. Hannah treated Grandfather as if he were a piece of furniture, flicking him over with a duster or a feather mop. Look at you, looking like something thrown away for salvage. Dust everywhere. Perhaps because she had always liked them or perhaps because she had lived so long in a vicarage, Hannah was a great singer of hymns. All day long, snatches of hymns came from her, often with bits that were not hymns stuck on and sung to the same tune or something like it. We plough the fields and scatter the good seed. "'Drat the butcher! That's a wretched piece of meat!'